So good morning listeners and welcome to Come and See Inspirations being produced here in our Come and See studio here in Ada. And this the 20th of October, it's the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. My name is John Keeley and help me to produce the programme again this morning. Uh, someone out there in Skype land, Shane Ambrose, good morning to you Shane, how are you? Good morning John, how are we keeping? Well, not so bad, we are coming to the end of the show pretty fast, the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. But anyway, you might want to say something about that in a few minutes time. Also going to help me on the programme this morning, my dear lady wife, uh, our prayer guide for for the programme. Good morning to you, Anne. How are you? Good morning, John. Morning, Shane. Morning, listeners. And, of course, we also want to welcome our listeners who are housebound, lonely and struggling. Um, They're very faithful. They listen to us. They contact us from time to time, either by Skype or email, and we meet them sometimes around Newcastle West. You're very welcome. It's nice for you. Uh, it's nice for us to be able to know that you're joining us each Sunday and you get something for the programme. Thank you so much for your for your time and also for your prayers. Uh, people would know at this stage our programme is broadcast on Sacred Space at West Limit 102 Local Radio, 10am and 11pm each Sunday. It's also available for playback and download and come and see inspirations at buzzsprout.com. If you just go to the buzzsprout.com website and search for Come and See Inspirations, you'll get us there. Also at our blog, sacredspace102.blogspot.com and in more recent times, those of you who might have Spotify, you can get us anywhere in the world on Spotify by again searching for Come and See Inspirations. So our makeup of our programme today will be as usual. Shane will share some saints for the week in, in part one of the programme. In part two, we're joined by two special guests this morning, actually two of whom Shane is very friendly with and has been for a number of years. we got Sister Patricia Hogan, who's a Salesian sister, uh, has been actually out on the missions for 56 years, I think it is. And also Sister Teresa Brown, who's been out there about the same time, uh, between Egypt, Sudan, all around that area. They'll be joining us in part two to share their thoughts on Mission Sunday, because of course today is Mission Sunday, but Shane might share a few more thoughts on that. And of course in part three, we'll read and reflect on the Word of God, the Sunday Gospel. If you want to contact us at all, as usual, you can text us 87 That's 87 We'd love to hear from you. And also by email, and that's on sacredspace102 at gmail.com. That's sacredspace102 at gmail.com. Now contact us and pass a, pass a comment on what you think about the programme. Um, maybe the piece of music you like, maybe there's a guest you want us to, sh- to share, uh, to, to, to invite on to the programme, uh, or, or maybe some faith topic that you'd like us to try and source some information on. Do co- get in contact with us, 087-6088-667, or sacredspace102 at gmail.com. So at this part of the programme, uh, we'll ask Shane to share some saints for the week. Um, Shane, who's, who's coming up this week that we should be thinking about? Sure, John. Now, before uh, we get into this week's Saints for the Week, I need to do two clarifications from last week's Saints. So, last week, uh, we had spoken about St. Teresa of Avila, of course, the great re-founder of the Carmelite Order. And on last week's program, I had mentioned about a couple of quotes that are very much associated with St. Teresa. But in our haste last week, I managed to mangle the two of them. So I just wanted to clarify them this week because someone asked me about it during the week. So there's great quotes associated with St. Teresa. She's one of the first doctors of the church. So her writings are held up as an example for us all. 
And there was a couple of great quotes. The first one was, let nothing perturb you, nothing frighten you. All things pass. God does not change and patience achieves everything. And then the second famous quote that, that's very much associated with St. Teresa of Avila was, or is, Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which Christ looks compassion into the world. Yours are the feast, feet with which Christ wa walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which Christ blesses the world. So just, just, I just, I just thought Johnny was fair to, to correct those two quotes and something for people to think about uh, during the coming week. The second thing, of course, well, I'll get to that. Let's do the saints for the week, uh, the week coming that we have. So as you said, John, it's the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time, so we're in the 29th week in Ordinary Time. For those praying the Psalter, we're on week one. So Monday, the 21st of October, is a strange kind of a saint. She's still on the calendar, uh, but she's not officially on the calendar. So it, it, it's a strange kind of one. It's the feast day of St. Ursula and her virgin companions. So it's a saint associated very much with the early church, 383 AD, and she's supposed to have died in Cologne. And it is where uh, the basilica is, the, you know, the famous basilica in Cologne is supposed to have the, the relics of St. Ursula and the holy virgins that were killed with her. Now, it's a bit, it's a, there's quite a legendary element to the story, which we're not going to go into this morning, but that's who we celebrate anyway on the 21st of October. So then on the 22nd of October, we celebrate the feast day of St. John Paul II. So that's Pope, Saint, that's Pope John Paul II. So obviously Pope John Paul, elected in 78, died in 2005, Polish, first Polish Pope, uh, was originally the, uh, the Bishop of Krakow, ordained there in 1958, grew up during the Second World War, his mother died when they were young, his brother died, his father ra raised him, and actually I saw recently where the cause, the, the cause for, the, for his parents actually has recently been opened in Poland. He was ordained Bishop of Krakow in 1958, but he had done his initial seminary training and formation in secret during the Second World War under the noses of the Nazi occupiers. Uh, he played an important part in the Second Vatican Council himself as the Bishop of Krakow. And then, of course, as Pope and Bishop of Rome, um, he traveled to, or he made 104 apostolic, or he visited 104 countries, including Ireland, in 1979. <clears throat> of course, um, very much, I suppose, people are familiar with, the, that, with that most recent of papal saints. Then on Wednesday, the 23rd, we have the feast day of St. John of Capistrano. He studied law, both civil and canon, and he was a Franciscan. And he attended the Council of Florence, was an emissary of the popes to Jerusalem, and he went throughout Poland and Germany preaching. And he's very much associated um, with the fight at the time against um, the, 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 the invasion of the Turks to Europe. And he died at the Battle of Belgrade uh, in 1456. In interestingly enough, he's the patron saint of military chaplains, uh, which is not one you come across very often. Then on Thursday, we have the feast day of St. Anthony Mary Claret, uh, founder of the Claritians in Spain, Archbishop of Santiago in Cuba, and then was appointed as chaplain to the Queen of Spain. Very much associated um, with, with the order of the Claritians, and he died in 1870. Then on Friday, the 25th of October, we have the feast day of Blessed Thaddeus McCarthy. Now, Blessed Thaddeus is one of the Irish martyrs, beatified in 1992, 
by Pope John Paul II. And I have lost my page, John, so bear with me one second. Yeah, there he is again. So he was he was born in 1455. He's associated with with Cork, uh, and he was he was appointed as the Bishop of Ross. He was appointed Bishop of Ross. That was opposed. Then the Pope appointed him Bishop of Cork and Cloyne, and then he died on his way back from Italy because there was a whole dispute about him being appointed as the bishop. So that's Blessed Thaddeus McCarthy, died in 1455, and whose feast day is on Friday the 25th. And finally, then, we have the Saints Chad and Ched, associated with uh, Birmingham, as far as I know, and the Archdiocese of Birmingham, uh, early Christian saints um, for, the, for, for Northern England, and we celebrate their feast day on the 26th of uh, October. Now, just one other thing, John. So last week, we had the programme about the canonisation of John Henry Newman. Now, myself and Father Raymond uh, Conway, we had done that interview early last week, because as you know, we record you know, we record on the Wednesday and we go out on the Sunday evening. And we were talking away, Eamon and myself, and neither of us kind of quite caught the significance of John Henry Newman for the Diocese of Limerick, uh, despite the fact that Bishop Brendan was one of the four Irish bishops in attendance for the canonisation ceremony in Rome. So... Just to flag to people that on the 23rd of October, that's Wednesday, um, in Bally Brown Patrick's Well Parish, there's a special evening to honour the canonisation of John Henry Newman. And the reason for that is because in 1852, John Henry Newman lay, stayed in Carina and said Mass in Bally Brown Church. <clears throat> or sorry, he said Mass using the altar that is now in Bally Brown Church. And there's an association with um, the new saint because he spent a period of time in Limerick. It's believed he wrote part of his most famous book uh, or, or one of his most famous uh, writings, The Idea of a University, while he was in Limerick. And um, so that celebration is on the 23rd and it starts at 7 p.m. in the Parish Resource Centre in Ballybrown. So that's just something, John, in relation to the saints of the calendar for this week. Well done, Shane. I tell you what, now you don't miss a thing, do you? Fair, fair deuce to you. Um, just before we continue on, I just want to give a shout out to all of our listeners who are listening in Birmingham in the UK. I know there's a few of them, uh, especially on Friday, coming up this Friday, where there's the feast day of St. Chad and, of course, St. Chad's Cathedral. I've, I've been in it myself. It's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful cathedral there. It's centred in, in, in the centre of Birmingham. So at this part of the programme, we go for our prayer. Uh, and this particular week, uh, the prayer that we've chosen is one um, for Mission Sunday. And we've asked Anne if she could please to pray that prayer for us this morning. Thanks, Anne. Heavenly Father, when your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, rose from the dead, he commissioned his followers to go out and make disciples of all nations. And you remind us that through our baptism we are made sharers in the mission of the church. Empower us by the gift of the Holy Spirit to be courageous and zealous in bearing witness to the gospel so that the mission entrusted to the church, which is still very far from completion, may find new and efficient expression that brings life and light 
to the world. Help us to make it possible for all people to experience the saving love and mercy of Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thanks for that, Anne. Now, with this part of the programme, you know, we'll be going for our first bit of music, but I'm going to play the first bit of music in a second. But again, going back to last week's um, to last week's programme, and Father Amen, I know prayed this prayer right at the end of the programme. And I'm not too sure how it came out. Maybe the sound mightn't have been that brilliant with the connection towards the end of the call. But I'd just like to just pray that prayer again. I think it's so, I think it's so beautiful. Again, this was written by John Henry Newman. God has created me to do him some definite service. He's committed me some work to me, which is not committed to another. I have my mission. I may never know it in this life, but I shall be told it in the next. I am a link in a chain, a band of connection between persons. He has not created me for naught. I shall do good. I shall do his work. I shall be an angel of peace, a preacher of truth in my own place, while not intended it if I but keep his commandments. Therefore, I trust him wherever I am. I can never be thrown away. If I am in sickness... My sickness may serve him. In perplexity, my perplexity may serve him. If I'm in sorrow, my sorrow may serve him. He does nothing in vain. He knows what he is about. He may take away my friends. He may throw me among strangers. He may make me feel desolate. Make my spirit sink. Hide me, hide my future from me. Still he knows what he's about. John Henry Newman. So this part of the programme, we'll just finish off uh, this first part by playing a piece of music by Paul Girl, And this one is entitled, I suppose, for Mission Sunday, Come As You Are. So let's hear this. Come as you are, that's how I want you. Come as you are, feel quite at home. Close to my heart, love. Unforgiven, come as you are. Why stand alone?
So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley, still joined the studio here by Anne and Shane on the other end of the Skyplan. Shane, maybe a few words you might want to share with us uh, before we go for our, our interviews uh, about Mission Sunday, please. Yeah, um, I suppose it's just, it's just a reminder to people that today is Mission Sunday. Sorry, now John, my desk is creaking. So, so today is Mission Sunday. So the question is, well, what does that mean? So it's a, we celebrate it every year. And it is the day that the church sets aside where we're encouraged to pray and also to support the idea of mission. Uh, that is reaching out, the, the, the external mission, the, the technical term in the church is the mission at extra, the mission going out from the church, because that is ultimately the command that Christ gave just before his ascension in the gospel, where he instructed his disciples to go out, baptizing all those of you they meet in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and spreading the good news. Now, in addition to that, in addition to the normal um, uh, Mission Sunday celebration that we have this year, where the theme is b- baptized and sent, the Church of Christ on mission in the world, Pope Francis had also dedicated the month of October uh, as an extraordinary month of mission to try and highlight the importance of mission, which, of course, is it's interesting timing, given that the Synod on the Amazon is currently happening in Rome at the moment. So Pope Francis had issued a message for, um, for Mission Sunday. He issued it actually back in June. And it's an interesting one as well, because, of course, it's also the 100th anniversary of the letter uh, Maximum Iliud of Pope Benedict XV, which was issued in November 1919, where Pope Benedict set up the whole Mission Sunday idea in the church's calendar. So that's, that's also feeding into the whole um, celebration that's been marked this year. So we had a tradition in Ireland of um, people going out on the missions. That was, you know, for many years in terms of priests, brothers, and of course, most most importantly, the religious sisters, um, all over the world, working in places far flung in Africa, in Asia, in South and Central America, and even, you know, and even on the mission, if you like, to England and the United States, where they were supporting the Irish expat community. Sadly today, I think at this stage, the uh, the active missionaries overseas, Irish missionaries overseas, is down to around the 1300 mark. So that is Irish men and women who are members of missionary congregations that are still overseas and actively in ministry. Of course, over the years, it's also changed because you've also had um, the involvement of, young, of lay people. So I myself was with the volunteer missionary movement. You also have Vittori Christie. And then you have the various associations associated with the missionary orders like the Columbans, the Mill Hills, the Kiltegans. So uh, lay people that want to associate themselves with the work of those missionary congregations. But I suppose the question for us this Sunday, and it's something just to think about as well, is, well, what does it mean to be on mission? Because some would say now that Ireland today is mission territory. You know, we're no longer in a situation where it is there's cultural Catholicism to support the faith in this country. And some would say that's probably a good thing. 
um, because it means then we have to make more of an effort. It's not just something you do to be socially acceptable or because it's expected, but because you want to. We have to make a commitment as individuals if we want to practice our faith. But and but it's an interesting one. Reflecting on the message of Pope Francis for this Sunday, um, a couple of things just that struck me, and it's 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 an interesting one as well. There's one paragraph of his letter which particularly stood out for me. <clears throat> And it says, this missionary mandate touches us personally. I am a mission, always. You are a mission, always. Every baptized man and woman is a mission. <clears throat> People in love never stand still. They are drawn out of themselves. They are attracted and attract others in turn. They give themselves to others and build relationships that are life-giving. As far as God's love is concerned, no one is useless or insignificant. Each of us is a mission to the world, for each of us is the fruit of God's love. Uh, and, and God never takes back his gift of life. And this life is bestowed on us in baptism. So I taught myself, you know, there's an awful lot there <clears throat> that we could reflect on in terms of the idea of sharing, to go on mission, I suppose to sum it up in its, its simplest terms, is to share our faith. We're, and that's what we're actually called to do. We're, we are, you're, you, to be Christian is to be in community and to be in communion. You know, we receive the gift of faith freely and we're asked to share it freely. And our relationship with God is not something which is simply private, but is always in relation to the other and in relation to our community, which we call the church. And we're asked, I suppose, to share that in whatever way that we can in our own you know, age and stage in life. You know, it's not everyone that can get up and get on a plane and <clears throat> travel to far-flung lands to support people and, you know, you know and, all, and all that kind of thing. Each of us has to find our own mission, our own way of sharing that good news. And it could be something as simple as looking after someone that needs a little assistance, that might, mightn't have someone to help them out. It could be a case of welcoming someone into our lives that maybe needs a bit of support. It could be maybe doing something in the community that reaches out to the other. And the question for each of us on this Mission Sunday is twofold. It's A, what is my mission? What is my mission in life? But also, B, how can I support our communities to be missionary communities in terms of maybe, A, supporting those that are actually overseas on the missions and the young churches and the young faith communities, which do need support, both material and spiritual, but also how do how as we as community now in Ireland today where it's no longer the cultural norm, how do we as faith community witness to that in the communities and the communities that we live in and also share the joy of it? Because I think one of the key things that comes out for me in, in, in the message from Pope Francis um, this year is particularly that joy of mission and sharing that good news. And I suppose, John, for me, on this Mission Sunday, and you know, as we think and we pray for the missionaries that are overseas, 
um, you know, we keep them in our we keep them in our prayers. Mo- some of them are probably families and f- family and friends of ours, and we also remember the young churches, particularly those in difficult places like, for example, Pakistan or China or part the the, the conflict hit parts of uh, Africa or Central America, and you know we 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 think also ourselves in terms of those, but also our wider community here in the Diocese of Limerick as well. Shane, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for, for leaving us those thoughts. So at this particular stage, we might listen to, again, the two reflections by Sister Patricia Hogan and Theresa Byrne, who are Good Shepherd Sisters. I might have said solutions to the start of this program. Good Shepherd Sisters. They shared with me during the week their thoughts around mission. This morning being Mission Sunday... Uh, we have a guest joining us for the first time, actually, this morning. I'd like to welcome onto the programme Sister Patricia Hogan, who's a Good Shepherd sister currently based in Limerick. Good morning to your sister. Good morning. How are you, John? Good. Thank you very much, dear sister. Sister, we asked you to come on. Uh, I know you're a good friend of, our, of, of my colleague Shane Ambrose, and we asked you to come on, really, to, to share with us maybe a few thoughts you might have on Mission Sunday. Where would you like to go? All right, I'll try that. So, good morning to all on this Mission Sunday, 2019. My first thoughts when asked to contribute to this reflection were baptized for mission, a word of St. John used, and then missioned means sent. And to my joy, I saw that our Holy Father, Pope Francis, has taken baptized and sent the Church of Christ on mission in the world as the title for his apostolic letter for today. So, baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, to be led by this Spirit to make the Father's love a reality for those we encounter. Well, I was baptized some 76 years ago, and little did anyone present know where the Spirit would eventually lead me. I was 17 when I felt the pull, when I felt drawn to give glory to God somehow by my life, and thought that to do so wholeheartedly, I must be a missionary, as we used to express it then. In other words, go on mission in far-off lands. Having at the time a relation in a Good Shepherd convent in Burma, Myanmar, I chose the Good Shepherd way of life to begin my journey. My first steps were in France, England, and Wales, before embarking further afield. Lebanon at that time was still peaceful and was a 50-50 Christian-Muslim country. There I encountered the pain and suffering of girls, most of whom had come from nearby countries and had been placed in families as domestic workers where they had either been abused or got into trouble and needed to be protected from the risk of honor killings. Through education, often simply learning to read and write, these girls were prepared for a better future, and everything possible was done for family reconciliation, when at last we could rejoice with the Good Shepherd who had found his strayed sheep. There, too, I understood in a deeper way what it is to respect each person for who that person is, notwithstanding what that person may have lived. 
The Lord next called me to be his presence in Egypt, a mainly Muslim country, and a country which has unfortunately become more and more radical. What can a missionary do in such a country, you might ask? Well, be. Yes, be the person that shows who a Christian is. Note that I speak of Christian rather than Catholic in these countries, simply because there are so many more Christian traditions other than our Catholic ones. A Christian believes, and because she believes, she encourages others to believe in God, a God who is loving, forgiving, compassionate, and has an ear open to people's needs. This is often done more by attitudes and actions, or rather, even more so than by words. So, through teaching, parish work, care of the sick, the aged and the dying, the love of God for his people was shared. Sudan was to be another experience, another in the sense of a deeper experience. To witness the circumstances in which the internally displaced people, largely women and children, lived. Many of the men had lost their lives in the civil war, which raged in the country for 21 years. And to see the struggle to make a living for those families, to be part of a church's effort to educate generations deprived because of being constantly on the move to empower women through the acquisition of useful skills and feel one is an integral fragment of a church which is constantly striving to better the lives of people and help them to own their faith, which in a sense was all they had left, was for me an invitation to own the words of the hymn, I the Lord of Sea and Sky. I the Lord of Sea and Sky, I have heard my people cry. I, the Lord of snow and rain, I have borne my people's pain. I have wept for love of them. They turn away. Whom shall I send? This was especially so when I experienced life in El Fasher in Darfur. These years abroad in all 56 were, thank God, an essential preparation for my mission since my return three and a half years ago. With the inpouring of refugees from war-torn countries, I am able to be of assistance to a family from Syria. Having some understanding of their culture, their religion, and a working knowledge of their language, Arabic, I can help them to feel a little less uprooted, and they are aware that God loves them through the community which has received them. There is lots more to be done. Through St. Vincent de Paul, I am about to have more contact with migrants and hope to make some prisoners regain the self-respect which will be a call, a step to turn round, respect others, believing that God loves us all and eventually make a better world. So today, 59 years from the day I entered religious life, I continue to say, Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord, if you lead me. I will hold your people in my heart.
So we're grateful to Sister Patricia Hogan uh, for sharing some thoughts with us on Mission Sunday. Also during the week, I made contact with Sister Teresa Brown, who's also a Good Shepherd sister, and who also spent over 50 years on mission between Egypt and Sudan. So now let's listen to Sister Teresa as she shares her thoughts on this Mission Sunday. The Mass is ended. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. This is our mission as we leave the Church. We have heard the Word of God. We have received the Body and Blood of Christ. We go home and live the Word of God, share it with others, serve the Lord, forgive others, be good to all who need goodness, pardon anyone we may have hurt, live in peace with all. The title for this October's Missionary Month is Baptized and Sent, the Church of Christ on Mission in the World. In his message for Mission Sunday, Pope Francis speaks of the urgency and necessity of prayer because prayer is the heart of the Church's mission. He speaks of the importance of renewing the Church's missionary commitment and giving fresh evangelical impulse to her work of preaching and bringing to the world the salvation of Jesus Christ who died and rose again. In the past, we spoke a lot of going on the missions. The history of Irish missionaries goes back centuries. It is estimated that between 1920 and 1970 alone, over 30,000 men and women answered the call to go and preach the good news to all nations. Young people were fired by this desire to go and spread the good news. This has all paid off, as in Africa and Asia, vocations are blooming. A seed was sown. The Lord of the harvest saw to its fruit. Our Holy Father announced this October 2019 as an extraordinary month for mission, a month of prayer and action for the faithful to rediscover the meaning and importance of mission in the modern world. The Church's missionaries today are mostly laymen and women who give years of their lives to serving the poor and abandoned of the world. We think of organizations like Goal, Trocra, Concern, and many more who are caring for thousands of people in the poorest areas of the world. To be a missionary, leaving family and friends to start life anew in a strange country a strange culture is challenging. But all of us, baptized Christians, are on a mission. We all have a part to play. 
Together We Are Mission is a message for everyone as we support and help all those in need around us. For those who, because of illness or infirmity, are unable physically to reach out to others, there is always the most important message of prayer and mission open to all. And we'll finish off uh, part two with a piece of music, uh, Sister Patricia Hogan's choice. Uh, Here I am, Lord, and this time it's sung by the choir of Hexham Abbey. So listen to this in these. So welcome back again to the third part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley. Still joined in the studio here by Anne, and Shane is still with us on the other end of the Skype line. This part of the programme is where we read and reflect on the Word of God, the Sunday Gospel. Before that, we'll ask Anne to pray this prayer before reading and reflecting on Scripture. Thanks, Anne. Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your Word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this Word reverently, attentively and humbly. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. 
We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed nor our minds wander, but may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this order in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <coughs> Amen. Thank you so much for that. Anne. So now the Gospel for today, the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time, is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verse 1 to 8. Jesus told his disciples a parable about the need to pray continually and never lose heart. There was a judge in a certain town, he said, who had neither fear of God nor respect for man. In the same time there was in the same town there was a widow who kept on coming to him and saying, I want justice from from you against my enemy. For a long time he refused, but at last he said to himself, Maybe I have neither fear of God nor respect for man, but since she keeps pestering me, I must give this widow her just rights, or she will persist in coming and worry me to death. And the Lord said, You notice what the unjust has to say. Now will God not say justice done to his chosen who cry to him day and night, even when he delays to help them? I promise you he will see justice done to them, and done speedily, But when the Son of Man comes, will he find any faith on earth? That's the Gospel for today, um, the Gospel from the Gospel of Luke. Shane, you would like to share some thoughts, please? Yeah, Um, it was a funny one, John. Initially, reflecting on this Gospel during the week, I suppose your initial thoughts would very much be on what Jesus is saying in terms of, I suppose, perseverance. I suppose, is the key word that would come out from this Sunday's gospel. And looking at it, you have the woman and she's looking for justice and she's looking for you know, for her case, her plea to be heard, her petition to be heard, if you like to put it that way. And so you'd be kind of saying, right, using that analogy, then Jesus is saying, right, well, if we keep, if we pers- per- persevere in prayer, um, you know, that eventually God will answer us. And in some respects, it's kind of like, oh, okay. So what, I just nag him like a child, you know? Um, I, I, you, know you could interpret it that way, you know, uh, in terms of petitionary prayer. Oh, God, I want this. God, I want this. Give it to me. Um, but I think as well that there's, also, there's, there's a couple of ways, I suppose, that you could unpackage that and look at it. And one is, I suppose, the whole idea of perseverance in prayer generally. And I think each of us would agree um, that perseverance in prayer is a very difficult thing to do. There can be times where it seems not easy, but easier to have that conversation heart to heart, as John Henry Newman used to say, with God. And it's easier to find those divine moments in our lives when it's you know you feel that you're having those encounters, fleeting though they may be. But I think for most of us, I suppose you could say it can be an arduous kind of a time from time to time 
So, and it's difficult to persevere in a habit, in a mode of prayer, in a way of making time to allow those divine encounters in our daily lives. But I'll come back to that in a second. The second thing I think that struck me, John, about this, and it was only in the last day or two that it, it really it struck me, was that last sentence in the gospel when Jesus says, but when the Son of Man comes, will he find any faith on earth? And that's the one that's been, if you like, tweaking at me from a Lexio point of view for the last couple of days, trying to work out, well, what exactly are we looking at there? What, what, what are we hearing? And I suppose that's another way of looking at the whole perseverance example that's given to us by Jesus in this Sunday's parable. And it is the perseverance in faith. And they're linked. You can't persevere in faith unless you persevere in prayer. And obviously, you're not going to persevere in prayer unless you persevere in faith. So it's a case of each supports the other, and both are kind of necessary. And I think for us this Sunday, that's the one that we probably do need to think about in terms of, God, how am I holding on? Because I think for many of us, I think we're holding on to our faith by our fingertips at times for various different reasons, because of something someone says, something that's happened over the last couple of years, or something that's said in Rome, or things like that, and you're kind of going, oh my God, what is, what's, what's, what's it all for? What's it all about? Where are we going with it? Why are we doing it? And then it's kind of a case of, you know, I think for us this Sunday, I think it's very timely that this gospel appears. And as John said at the top of the program, we're coming towards the end of the liturgical year. And over the next couple of weeks, the Gospels will be talking about things like the end of time and uh, all that and the end of, and Jesus' warnings for us in the next life. And I think it starts with this Sunday, and it's a reminder to us that we need to persevere both in prayer and in faith. And it's sometimes it's a reminder to us that it's not going to be easy going, that it's going to be a slog. But it's when it's most grievously that it's a slog that we need to remind ourselves that Jesus has promised us that he is listening. And for me, this, sun this Sunday, I think that's the key point that came out of it. It's kind of a case of, you know, there's a, story, there's a line in Alice Taylor, one of Alice Taylor's books about planting potatoes. And the line that was given was basically, head down, arse to the wind, and get on with it. And sometimes we might sometimes need to do that when it comes to prayer and faith in terms of it's a slog, but keep doing it. And that's what we need to encourage each other this Sunday, particularly when we're talking about mission, is that even though it's hard, even though at times we can't sometimes feel what it's about, keep doing it. You know, fake it until you make it is what they say in AA, I understand. So sometimes it feels like that when it comes to faith, because then you'll have those moments of the divine and it will make sense and it will be worthwhile. Shane, thank you so much for that. We're right up to the end of the programme, but just pick it up to, on something that Shane just said there, and I think it's so important. He said something like, we're there really in this together, and we need to pray for ourselves, yeah, and, and, and we need to have faith, and sometimes God doesn't react as fast as what we want to. But also there's other people. There's, all, there's our friends and, and, and those who, whom we come in contact with throughout the week who are also in need of prayer, also in need of encouragement, 
also who don't know where to go and are right at the end of the line in terms of holding on to their faith. We have a duty there as best we can to be able to give them as much hope as we can and just remind those that, yeah, maybe we were there at one stage. We kept at it, just like the widow, kept there right, right to the end. God doesn't forget us. He put us on this life because he loves us and he won't leave us down. Okay, right to the end of the programme. Thank you so much indeed for, for that, Shane, and and for making the programme so well. And again, thanks to uh, two um, Good Shepherd sisters, Sister Patricia Hogan and Sister Sister uh, Teresa Brown, who, between them, have got about 110 years out there in the mission. Fair to them. Shane, thanks a lot for that. No hassle, John. Next week, you're going to share with us some thoughts? Yes. So, um... The program next week, the idea is to share some thoughts on November because we'll be coming into November and November is the month of the dead and remembrance and that whole thing about why it's so important. Um, and just a couple of thoughts on that next week um, interspersed with some, you know, some relevant music and just because it's, it's hard to believe, John, the weekend after next, the clocks will be going back. Um, and it's just kind of preparing ourselves for those three or four months that are ahead of us. But in particular, looking at November as that quiet tin time um, and just reflecting on that. So please, please, please join us next week where together we'll enter into the spirit of things and listen to what Shane has to say to us uh, and bring it all together in prayer. So now we'll go out with our final bit of music, and as it is Mission Sunday, a piece of music that I've chosen is a mission song, and this is sung by the Emmanuel community. So until next week, from Shane and Anne and myself, God bless you all now. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Know it. We know the life, baby.